a, a million billion pigeons right outside my window. They're not flapping in here. They're definitely flapping in here, and they're coming. They're coming to eat the spare ramen from the downstairs. So disgusting, dude. And I hear them in the morning like. There's a family of pigeons on the little ledge outside my therapist's window, and sometimes I really get lost gazing at them. <laughs> During therapy? Yeah, I'll just be like, She's uh-huh, like, Robin? Yeah. She'll be like, you're really not present today, are you? And I'll be like, yeah, you got me. That's, that's like a thing, I think, because when I was in therapy, I would always look right out the window. Yeah. Anything to avoid, like... Right, I'm like, don't make eye contact. Anything to avoid eye contact. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. Or I'm like, if I just look out the window, it'll like, am I seem thinking? like... Does it look like I'm thinking? Yeah, it's, I'm it's like I'm grasping at something, but what right. I'm really doing is like... Trying to think of the next thing yeah. to say to fill up the time. Or just like imagining how long it would take me to hit the ground if I f- threw myself out the window. Oh, God. JK! i just like, all right, let's do this. Let's bang this out. I got to stop in Forever 21. <laughs> I got to get home by 8 so I can watch Riverdale. Like, yeah. Bang, bang, boom. Let's do this. I will say, if, if you don't mind sharing, sure. that Robin has been seeing the same therapist for longer than most most relationships I've had I would say almost in my seven life. years. It's madness to me. It's crazy. She's my friend. But she's not a good therapist. But she is a friend who I pay to keep hanging out with me. Okay. Welcome. Well, welcome. <laughs> to That's the spirit. podcast about ghosts that's right yep if you guys are just tuning in for the first time welcome welcome we're and so glad I'm you're here so happy you've joined us thank you for joining us thank you so much guys you know i've been noticing a couple more listens lately Yay. we're getting some people to listen to it lord knows how because what a joy we don't we don't do barely anything um I posted on Instagram twice this weekend. You did, yeah. So. But that's basically the extent of what uh-huh. we're doing in terms of, like, getting the word out. Outreach. So thank you all. Doing my personal best, and I applaud you all for tuning in. Yeah, thank you so much. And thank you for telling your friends and family about us. Tell Some of you friend. have, have let us know. that five-star button. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, rate and review, rate and review, rate, rate and review. Um, anyway. God, so annoying, now but, like. This is out of the way. Yeah, now that the begging is through <laughs> with. We beg of you to like us. How was your weekend, Robin? Um, it was pretty, pretty tight. Um, (laughs) I saw one good movie and one unfathomably bad movie. Yeah. And the good movie. Why don't you just name them and then the the listeners can guess which one. Yeah, guess which one was which. (laughs) So I saw two movies this weekend and one was Black Panther and the other was Fifty Shades Freed. How was your weekend? It was good. I went to the outlets. Word. Oh my God. I get wooed by a deal to the point where I spend so much money that it ends up not being a deal. Yeah. It ends up not being a deal. But I did get a bunch of Calvin Klein underwear. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Because no one can make money without wearing underwear. You have to look nice. You have to look nice. You've got to have like a fresh leather good, which you know you don't, but every time I go to the outlets, I leave with some kind of a bag or satchel. Smelling like fresh tanned hide. Yeah. It's been a waste of a day. When I walk into that store, it just washes over me. That's beautiful. It's, I mean, like, it's really gross because I'm like, ah, treated skin, and that's bad. <laughs> it's really gross. See, like, I get that feeling when I, like, 
for example, go to Forever 21 after therapy every Wednesday. Mm. I'm just like, the world is my oyster mm. for the next polyester. 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I can, I'll treat myself to whatever $5 shirt I want. Yeah. And then my version of that is like, this used to be $400 mm-hmm. and now I still can't afford it, but it's like not $400. So I'm right. going like, to buy well, that's it. That's a steal on a deal. Yeah. And I recently like checked my credit and it was like, great. So I applied to all these credit cards. No, God, I'm just like oh doing it. I don't know what's happening. Oh, that's, that's like serious. Uh, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Cause that's like, don't do that. Not so many, just okay. two. Still. Two, I wanted rewards points. Capital One Venture Card is pretty legit. That's what I got. Yeah, it's good. No one steal my identity, you guys. They're not going to be able to just with that info. They just know you have a credit card. But I'm sensitive because of the computer stealing. Oh, yeah. By the way, everyone, Steph did get her computer back. I did, I did. That's like a tale for another time. It's a tale for another time. Um, well, yeah. Um, we had a lot of fun last week with Mike. Poor Kesha, my baby angel. Today I found out that she tore her ACL and <gasps> has to postpone a lot of her European oh, tour dates. Do it in a chair. Poor baby. No, she's getting surgery, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. Not my Kesha. Not no. Um, we also got a lot of people... Uh, a lot of our friends texting us and being like, I remember Hoku. And that was a couple episodes ago. <laughs> Shout People out to being Natalie. like, oh yeah, Hoku. Oh yeah, hey, hey Natalie. <laughs> Hoku forever. Hoku forever. I mean, Hoku forever. Um, yeah. Also, Patrick was home this weekend and we were listening to Britney's first album, obviously, oh because it's the best one. Mm-hmm. And remembering all of those amazing music videos. Like Sometimes I Run when she's on the beach. I don't remember that one. That one sticks out in my mind as very special. And I really don't know why. I mean, a lot of them are very special. I don't think you can really top, um, oops, I did it again, the scene where she's talking to the astronaut about the scene in Titanic. Yeah. She's like, but I thought the old lady threw it in the ocean at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God love you, Brittany. However, Patrick did tell me that there's a music video where she bashes her head on the bottom of a tub and bleeds out. Oh my god. And Is it every time? I don't know, but Patrick told me that it wasn't until that music video as a child that he found out that music videos aren't real life. Oh, and I was like, what do you... That's what? so pure. Yeah, I guess he like thought that she died for real after that music video. That would be devastating. And then, yeah, and then I was like, Pat, did you just think people allowed her to Die in a bathtub and like bleed out. And he was like, I don't know what I thought. I I just don't know what I thought. (laughs) Oh, what an innocent baby. He is an innocent little one. Yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of people actually listening to this podcast at all, we have an email to read today. I'm so excited. I love when people listen to this and talk to us. Oh my god. Bread and butter. Honestly. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced people that are strangers emailing you about it's so nice. something that it makes you me said. Want to cry. It really does make me want to cry. Hit Thank me with this you. email. Speaking of Brittany, Sheila, <gasps> our friend Sheila, who's also from Texas, like that other person. Okay, I Carrie. promise you, I'm gonna do a Texas ghost at some point. Yeah, guys, it's coming up. I know you've got so many. I know there's so many. Anyway, so she starts, hi ladies, number one, let me just say I love y'all's podcast. I love you. Throws confetti around. I'm seriously all about spooky ghost stories and weird paranormal stuff, and yet at the same time, scared out of my mind of it. We know the feel. So I totally get you. Even if you are a tad younger than I, 
I'm not gonna Girl, even say. We're pretty Girl, you, old. You tell you tell us what age you are, but you're a spring chicken. You're a spring chicken. Don't and even Sheila. I'm a hundred in my heart. Yeah, I've, I've been seven. I've never. I was never a child. First of all, yeah, and I'm I've like, been seventy-five forever. If I'm not in forever. bed at nine thirty, the night is like a wash. Yeah, it's like eight thirty currently, and yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, tomorrow's gonna be tough. No. Number two. Your begging has worked. <laughs> and I just wanted to pass along one of my weird personal ghost stories. Yes. I'll go with the short one for now, but I do have a longer, more detailed one about a haunted townhouse. Oh, my God. If you're God. interested. Sheila! You know yes, I'm interested. Yes, I want it. Anyway, here's the deets. One day early in my relationship with my now husband, bless you, we just came home from doing some random grocery shopping. Favorite activity. Fair enough. Yeah. Ugh. However, while we were unloading the groceries and putting everything in its place, we are doing our normal banter back and forth, light teasing, snarky remarks, and tons of laughter. You know, the building blocks to any good relationship. Actually, wouldn't know. I don't really know. Anyway, it's important to note that this is a two-bedroom apartment, and the kitchen isn't that big, and I was standing in front of a pantry, and he was putting stuff on top of the fridge, which was like, I don't know, two to three feet away from where the pantry is. So she's far away from him. Okay. Or far enough away. So we're doing our thing, and he says something super snarky, which I wish I could remember, but I don't. And there's a beat of silence, and he quickly turns and goes, Why did you hit me? It wasn't that bad. Mm -mm. I'm still in front of the pantry Mm -mm. at this point. And I look at him and say, "Uh, I didn't hit you. And he looks at me straight in the face and says, Yes, you did on the back of my head after I said that. Mm -mm. I raise my eyebrows and look at him and go, See? That's what you get for being a jerk. And anyway, that was probably my mom. And from then on, it was the story of how my mom, who passed away three years earlier, was introduced to my then-boyfriend. Oh, I love that. My mother was a very strongly opinionated and vocal woman, so I did not hesitate in thinking that's who it was. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. I know. And you know what, Sheila? I, I think I wrote this back to you, but if... I mean, any person who makes their presence known by mm-hmm. slapping a sassy man on the back of the yeah, head. Yeah, that's my friend. That's my friend, and I admire mm-hmm. her. Anyway, I hope that story was up to par. Yes, uh, it yeah. was. And I can't wait to hear more from you guys in the future. Keep up the good work, and I'll be listening to you guys like I normally do, stuck in traffic on the way home. Yay. See y'all in hell. Sheila Love from Houston. You, Sheila. Texas. Oh, that's such a sweet story. That is a beautiful story. I love, like, a heartwarming haunting. I know. I love And one it. where, like, Just something like happens and you're like, presence. oh. You're like, oh, someone I love is I'm here. supported. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Oh, Send us that info about that townhouse, too. She that said she great. was going to. Okay, that would be amazing. Because I, of course, immediately emailed her back and I was like, tell us that one as, as well. Um, so I feel like both of us have pretty, we each have several like we do. sheets of paper in front of us. Yeah, we do. We've got and a ton of just here it is. Mm-hmm. Just so many. We got that? Picking that up? Picking this up? Is it coming through? ASMR. Yeah, we have so many. But I'm mine I'm not gonna do all of. I'm I'm gonna do a couple like a couple really good one hit wonders in here, I think. Okay. I don't would you know. Like to go first or do you want what do you want to I I can go if you'd like. I don't think I think the past couple times I haven't. No, I did last time with, with Mike. Okay. I don't so, know yeah. what to do. I'll read it. I'll read my Good, thing. Good, do it. Okay, so we have mentioned this ghost in passing before, but it has captured my heart okay. and my attention, okay. and I think about it all the time. It's a little ghost that haunts a funny guy named Adam Ellis. It's <gasps> the story of Dear David. Yes! Guys, this is this is the most topical ghost we've covered, I think, I think thus far. Is. Yeah. So funny. So, I mean, I'm going to be reading... 
I'm basically going to be doing like radio play <laughs> style reading Adam's <laughs> tweets out loud straight from the horse's mouth. Um, but for those of you unfamiliar, Adam Ellis, if you want to read along, he's at twitter.com slash Moby underscore dickhead. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, there's a link to his uh, Instagram page. There's a lot of stuff on there. Go check him out. He's, he's an artist. Hilarious comedian, or not comedian, but he draws comics. He's an artist. He's so funny. Um, according to Twitter, he lives in New York, our home. He does. And he lives uh, in a nice looking apartment with his two cats. Oh, All right, so the tale of Dear David begins on August 7th, 2017. From Adam's Twitter. Quote, So, my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child, and he's trying to kill me. He started appearing in dreams, but I think he's crossed over into the real world now. The first time I saw him, I was experiencing sleep paralysis and saw a child sitting in a green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. Whoa. Big mistake, keeping a rocking chair at the foot of your bed. Oh, my God. He had a huge, misshapen head that was dented on one side. Oh, my God. I did my best to draw it, and then... He posts a drawing he did of what he saw. Look that up, guys. So it's like a drawing of a little boy, like maybe around five years old. And he's got this big, misshapen, mutated-looking, like, macrocephalic head, but it's completely caved in on the right side. Like Sloth and the Goonies. Exactly. But, like, even more violently dented. Yeah. And then there are, on, on the left side, there are little scraggly, wispy hairs coming off. And then, like, his eyelid on his left side is, or on his right side is drooping over his eyes. Like, you know, creepy looking. He's a deformed child. Yes. So Adam says, for a while he just stared at me, but then he got out of the chair and started shambling toward the bed. Shambling. Shambling is scary. I couldn't move because I was paralyzed. I have sleep paralysis fairly often. Right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming. I had another dream a few nights later where I was in a library and a girl came up to me and said, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? I was like, who? And she said, Dear David, you saw him. She continued, he's dead, but he only appears at midnight. And you can ask two questions if you say Dear David first. Then she added, but never try to ask him a third question or he'll kill you. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So Adam says, I was very shaken. Having two dreams about the same thing is pretty weird. Anyway, a couple of weeks passed without incident. Then David came back in another dream. Same situation. I was in bed and he was sitting in the rocking chair near the window staring at me. In the dream, I say, Dear David, how did you die? He mumbles, An accident in a store. I say, Dear David, what happened in the store? He groans, A shelf was pushed on my head. I'm frozen with fear. I ask, Who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. I realize that I've asked a third question, which I'm not supposed to do. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. Okay, the next couple of days, I Google deaths in the city, but can't find anything about a kid named David dying in a store. I even tried different names, Daniel, Dylan, Devin. Nothing. A few weeks go by without incident. Sort of randomly, the apartment above mine is vacated. I have the opportunity to move in. It's a larger apartment, so I'm thrilled. Another month or two goes by. Sort of forget about David. I think he lost track of me because I moved upstairs, but lately, something strange is happening. Oh, my God. And here's where it really kicks into high gear. The next gear. Shit. So, he posts a photo of his two cats, huddled up and staring at the crack under the door leading out to the hallway, exiting his apartment. As if something's, like, moving around under the door that they can see and catching their attention. Oh, my God. 
But they're not looking back and forth. They're just staring. So he says, For the past four nights, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it. Almost like something's on the other side. Last night I got a weird feeling and looked out the peephole, and I'm dead certain I saw movement on the other side. But when I opened the door and turned on the hall light, nothing was there. My cat seemed unnerved, bushy tails, etc., and that's where I am right now. Dear David found me, I think. I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated. Oh, my God. All right. August 8th. So this was on August 7th. Okay. That whole thing. August 8th. Photo of Adam's cat staring at the door intently. Adam's holding up a clock in the foreground showing the time. He says, update for the sixth night in a row. My cat has walked over to the door promptly at midnight and stared at it. A short video shows his cat sniffing and meowing at the door, almost in a nervous way, like a dog who can, like, sense somebody in the hallway outside. Yeah. Uh, caption on the video says, what is going on? <laughs> then 10 minutes later, okay, so I took a photo through the peephole because I'm too scared to open the door. I feel like I saw something. I couldn't tell, so I mustered the courage to open the door. Nothing was out there. But I took another photo. Look at this. Or Is it just me or is there something in the first photo? Um, and you can see in the first photo what looks like a little black cloud of smoke at the top of the stairs, but it's very wispy and weird. Um, it's through the peephole. It's a little ambiguous. He says, I wasn't sure if it was a smudge or something, so I took a second photo from inside. There was something out there. I deadbolted the lock and got in bed because I don't know what else to do. I can still hear my cat meowing at the door. Oh, God. All right. August He's a deadbolt in his bath. In his bedroom? Or no, no he deadbolted the apartment. door. Door. Okay. Um, August 9th, it's been pretty quiet tonight. I'm going to try out a sleep talk app to see if anything happens during the night. And then he posts another photo of his cats huddled near the door with the caption, heading to bed, but the cats are back at the door. They only do this in the middle of the night. It's routine now. Oh, my God. August 10th, another video around midnight of his cat looking at the door and meowing. Adam says, and here we go, just minutes before midnight. Other cat comes, joins in. Then he posts a photo of a line of salt he's put in front of his doorway. Good, good he boy. Says, I don't even know if this is the right kind of salt. Maxwell, one of his cats, is extra talkative tonight. He's obviously trying to tell me something. August 11th. I used a sound app to record my apartment last night. It makes individual recordings each time it hears something. There were 33 recordings. Oh, my God. Most of them are pretty vague. A couple of them are passing cars and the like, which you might even hear Mm -hmm. in this one. (laughs) But there are three that I'm interested in. The first is a snapping sound and what seems like a single step. It's odd because I didn't get out of bed all night. The, this one is weird because out of 33 recordings, this is the only one that has that strange electric sound throughout. You can listen to these guys on Adam's Twitter. Oh, my God. And then the third directly follows electric static. After another snap, I groan in my sleep. These all happen between 2 and 3 a.m. I have no explanation. Well, you know 3 a.m. It's the witching hour. That's the devil's hour, you guys. Mm-hmm. And I, like, wake up at 3 a.m. all the time, and I'm just yeah. like, again... All right, I August get really 13th. scared when I do. I know. I'm just like, go to sleep, idiot. Go to sleep. Yeah, close those eyes. Do them. Do me. Um, August 13th. So a weird thing just happened. Take it with a grain of salt. I bought a Polaroid camera this weekend because they're fun and dorky. I decided to take a few photos around my apartment. Polaroids are stupid and fun and inherently sort of creepy. True. Yeah. I didn't expect to find anything, and for the most part, I didn't. I took a couple in my living room and bedroom. And that includes the rocking chair he saw David in. Uh-huh. Uh, they're pretty unremarkable. Then I went into the hallway and snapped a photo. The Polaroid developed completely black. 
I even ripped open and destroyed a fresh pack to see if it was just an underdeveloped Polaroid, but they start out white. I also thought maybe I accidentally covered the lens with my finger, so I took a photo while intentionally covered it, covering it. He acknowledges it could be a random thing, saying this could be nothing, but then he posts a video of himself taking photos. You see him taking them in his apartment, and they're normal, and then he leans into the hall and takes one, and it develops black. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. What? Yep. August 14th, Adam sages the entire apartment, hallway, and rocking That's chair. That's right. Yep. August 15th. You brought the rocking chair? Bad move. What do you mean he brought it? You should have never have brought that rock. Leave it in the in the old apartment, Adam. Oh, well, That's a haunted-ass rocking chair. No. The right. minute something appears in a rocking chair, you got to throw that rocking chair away. Well, don't even get one to begin with. Yeah. All right, August 15th. Sage did not work. <laughs> I haven't dreamed about David in a few months, but he appeared again last night. In the dream, my bedroom was filled with hazy smoke, but I could see David sitting in the chair across the room. He was smaller this time, almost shrunken. Oh, my God. He didn't do or say anything except look at me. Oh, my God. August 17th. More photos of the cat staring and meowing at the door. Adam says, I've been recording myself sleeping, and it picks up this weird static electricity sound every night at 3 a.m. It lasts about five minutes. This morning, I woke up to the whole house shaking. It felt like a small earthquake. I debated even mentioning that on Twitter because it sounds made up, but I distinctly felt the house swaying. It's just a whole bunch of small things happening at once. I feel so uneasy. Everyone's telling me to move, but I can't guarantee this won't follow me. Wow. August 21st. All this ghost stuff has been spooky, but this past weekend was the first time I actually felt unsafe in my home. Oh, no. On Friday night, there was supposed to be a huge storm in the end of the past, but that night was bizarre anyway. I fell asleep early... I had a dream that night where David was dragging me by the arm through an old abandoned warehouse. And then he posts a photo of his forearm and said, I woken up with a huge bruise on my arm. Oh my and God. A bruise on his arm that looks like if somebody were to grab oh my you God. in your forearm in the <gasps> shape of fingers, like little fingers. No! Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. And then he. Uh, details a walk he takes through his neighborhood where he happens to pass an empty warehouse, decides to peek in. The only thing in the entire warehouse is a green chair. You've owned... August 25th. Oh, no. There have been a few small developments in my apartment, but I'm not really sure what to make of them. I just know I'm scared. If you recall, my cats usually gather at the door at midnight, but lately it's been getting earlier and earlier every night. I was almost used to routine, so when they start to cry at the door closer to 10 p.m., I was confused. Yeah. They began a new routine. Hover around the door at 10 p.m., cry for about 15 minutes, then wander off as if nothing's wrong. But this week, something else has been happening. And then he posts a screenshot of his phone screen showing relentless missed calls from an unknown number that just says no caller ID and says that calls from the non-existent number have started coming in around 10.30 every night for the last week. He said he decided to pick up one time in case it was a telemarketer, but it was not a telemarketer. He said, what I heard on the other end was a peculiar electric static sound, very similar to the static oh my in God. my sleep app. No. I didn't say anything. No. I just listened, waiting for some automated message to chime in. After about a minute, the static stopped and there was silence. I kept listening. I heard what I thought was breathing, but it was so faint. I can't be sure. My heart was racing, so it was hard to hear. Then, just as I was about to hang up, I heard a very small voice whisper, Hello. 
Nope. That's nope. like the ring. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. August 28th. Somehow he didn't go insane from being Oh, scared. my God. Adam moves the green rocking chair out of his bedroom. Yeah, good move. Fucking Adam. <laughs> and into the living room and mentions that he's going on vacation. He says, I bought a pet monitoring camera so I can keep an eye on the cats while I'm overseas. It's a nanny cam that connects to Wi-Fi. You can check in whenever you want, 24-7. Mm-hmm. It sends you an alert whenever there's sound and movement. He says, I decided to test it out this weekend. I was away from home one night, so I set up the camera before I left. He says, during the night, the camera would ping his phone for normal events like his cats running around. But around 11, when it happened and he checked, he couldn't notice anything moving until he watched it again very closely. The green rocking chair starts moving back and forth, rocking on its own. No. Then a half an hour later, another alert. The video is the same room, his living room. He's got a little turtle shell hanging on the wall, and it just goes and drops straight down. Yeah. So, oh and then God. he says, I put the chair in the hall. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. 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 Um, once again, you can watch these on his Twitter. Oh, they my are God. terrifying. September 5th. It's happening again. I've been leaving the nanny cam on 24-7. It records every time there's movement or sound, as you know. During the night on Saturday, while, while I slept, it recorded the cats in the living room. It seemed pretty unremarkable at first, but then after a few moments, Maxwell freaks out and jumps over something invisible. The next night, the camera recorded a couple more strange videos. Specifically, it recorded Maxwell doing this, and then he posted an amazing photo of his cat standing on the couch on its hind legs like a person, which is cute, but very unnatural. Yeah. On and off for hours, he'd sit up on his hind legs and peer around the room as if looking for something or at something. God, these poor cats. I know. They're oh my seeing God. a hellscape. Jesus. And then the final video of the night, Maxwell standing up and pawing at something that appears to be three to four feet in the air in front of him. Like, he's looking at it. Like, it's not like he's batting at a bug. It's like he's looking at it and, like, reaching out as if there's someone there going to pet him. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's really scary. You can also watch that. Um, September 16th. I've been having so many nightmares lately. There's way... They're way more intense than my usual dreams. I don't know if it's because I'm stressed or something else. This afternoon, I took a nap, and I had a dream I haven't been able to shake. In the dream, I was laying in bed... And rolled over to face the other direction. On the pillow next to me was a severed head with a bloody spine attached, snaking down the bed. Oh my god. The head was staring right at me, somehow still alive. It had this huge smile plastered on its face. Horrified, I screamed, what happened to you? The head smiled even bigger. It feels great, the head groaned. Ooh, I hate that. Wow. So he wakes up from this horrible nightmare, decides to go for a walk just to get out of his apartment. Oh, On the God. way back, he passes the warehouse again that had the green chair in it. Mm-hmm. But as he passes, he hears a loud thump because the, like, you know, at night when they close down stores, they yeah. put the metal shutter down. He hears a thump from behind that in this warehouse. Oh, my God. Curious and also probably braver and more insane oh than my God. most people. Pro- but at his wit's end, really. Yeah. 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 I mean, he so he holds up his phone to the window and takes a photo into it with the flash on, which we've done that a lot of times, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Fairfield Mm -hmm. Hills. Um, When he gets home, he looks at the photo, and it shows an abandoned, messy, like, office kind of closet-looking room, but what appears to be a misty, streaky shape that kind of looks like a face moving quickly out of the room. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, October 2nd. Adam's in Japan on vacation. 
Jealous. Yeah. Um, he goes to visit a park in Sapporo. In the park, he finds a statue depicting a few dozen children of varying ages crawling around towards one main mother figure in the center. He's photographing it and stops abruptly when he notices one of the children in the statue has David's same exact dented in the skull. No! All right, October 14th, he's back in the United States. Lights in the apartment are going on and off. How is he not immediately committed himself at this point? I would just, like, abandon my cat and all my things. Lights in the apartment going on and off by themselves nonstop. They're burning out immediately. Adam's awake at dawn because he can't sleep. He hears what sounds like gentle scratching at the front door. Oh, it's never gentle. So he takes a picture of the peephole with his phone. Looking at the photo, he says, I started noticing things. Part of a face an ear, and an eye staring right back at me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And says it looks like it was, like, right up against the peephole. <gasps> so it was, like, not even standing away from it. It was, like, its face was in the peephole. Oh, fuck. Okay, October 26th. I had a friend come over to do some cleansing stuff. She did the whole apartment and the hallway. A lot of self-proclaimed professional mediums have reached out, plus about a dozen Ghost Hunter TV shows. Pretty sure yeah. we definitely have I'm sure. tweeted at him. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, uh, blah, 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 blah. So his friend cl- cleanses the place after that for about a week or so. It seemed like it worked. Things seemed to be going back to normal. Cats weren't gathering at the door anymore. He wasn't having dreams. Then one morning, he walks past the warehouse again. Just like before, it was completely empty. Except instead of a green chair there, there was a fucking hearse parked there. Are you kidding me? No. But why? I don't know. Who knows? What? And then he says that same night, around 11 p.m., he noticed his cat sitting and staring at a window in his dining room. Not that weird. The window in question looks out onto a roof of a next-door business. So it's like, you know, he's got a window and there's like a shorter building next to him. So he says, I glanced out the window but didn't see anything. I figured that maybe there was a mouse in the wall or something. I shrugged and grabbed a beer from the fridge. As I went into the kitchen to get the bottle opener, I noticed something. There was a window in the kitchen which looks out onto the same roof, and someone was standing on the roof staring at me. What? I immediately ducked down. I reached up and flicked off the light switch. I peered over the windowsill but couldn't see much. My phone was in my pocket, so I grabbed it and took a photo. It was blurry and dark, but I swear someone was out there. And he posts a couple of dark photos from his phone. Um, He said he makes sure every entrance and window to his place was locked, drinks a few beers. People on Twitter, obviously, are flipping out about this. I'm not the only person. No, yeah. This was a whole thing, yeah. And people have, like, lightened these photos up. They are scary. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, November 6th. It's been about four months since the first time I dreamed of David. Excuse me. Last night, I dreamed about him again. It was almost exactly the same as the first time I saw him. Oh, God. In the dream, I saw him in a chair again. I don't have the green chair in my room anymore. This time, it was a recliner I've had for years. He was staring right at me, just like the first time. Again, I felt paralyzed and could barely move, but this time, something was different. I still felt mostly immobile, but could squirm just a little bit. I felt more alert. I could move my hands somewhat. David glared at me, and I dreaded what I knew was coming. He was going to get out of the chair and come toward me like before. I had to do something. 
I keep my phone next to me on the bed and I somehow managed to get a hold of it. I thought, if David's going to kill me, maybe I can at least get evidence on my phone. Mm-hmm. I started snapping pictures in the dark. Sure enough, he crawled down off the chair and began shuffling towards Are me. Are you kidding me? He moved slowly like it was a struggle for him. I felt terrified but kept taking photos. David limped closer to me, never taking his eyes off me. Soon, I was face to face with him. Are you even kidding me? He started muttering something too quiet for me to understand. I watched as his eyes rolled back in his head <gasps> until they were all white. No. I tried to writhe away from him, but I no. could barely barely move. I stared in horror as he began crawling up onto my bed, no. still murmuring something, and that's when I woke up. Oh my god. Yeah. So, of course, he goes through his phone the next day. He says, there are dozens of pitch black photos in my camera roll, but then four photos showing the outline of a small figure, almost imperceptible, like a fucking doll sitting in a chair, Moving closer and closer with each photo. No. Yep. No. I can't. What? I can never see that. Three and a half foot tall, like little boy shaped thing, like wearing little boy clothes coming towards him. Yeah. He says, usually I can come up with some excuse for what's happening, but I have no logical explanation for this. Yeah, that's insane. November 17th. Because this has been like months of months of haunting. It's too long, dude. Airbnb. Yeah. So Adam hears a thump above him, which is confusing since he's in the top apartment in this building. Okay. He goes into the hall and looks up, only to realize there's a small crawl space space slash slash hatch looking covered hole in the ceiling of his hallway. He estimates it's about a three foot square area. And he orders a pole online to poke it open with. Sure. Yep. (laughs) As you do. November 28th, get that nice little, oh my God. you know, nine-day respite, 11-day respite? I don't Let's know. Just say. Adam hears something, some inexplic- inexplicable loud crashes that sound like they're coming from above him again. Later on, he notices debris on the ground of the hall under where the hatch door is. So he looks up at the hatch in the ceiling, sees the edge of something sticking out just a teeny tiny bit. He rushes to grab the pole that he got pushes the hatch open, and when he does, something small falls out and flaps onto the steps nearby. And he, like, freaks out, of course. It's a tiny leather child's shoe. (laughs) Adam texts his landlord. Um, um. His landlord comes over, gets a ladder, looks in the hatch, says there's nothing here. Oh, except for this, and hands him an old-timey glass marble. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. December 12th. I have full chills. Late on Wednesday, I woke up with a start and felt something strange, like something had just been watching me. I turned on the light, but I was alone. He said he felt uneasy and afraid, a feeling he's come to associate with a visit from David. Then, the next night, the same thing happened. I woke up suddenly feeling like I just missed seeing something, like a candle had just gone out and I could still smell it. I thought about using the pet cam from the living room to monitor my bedroom while I slept, but the cord was too short to get the camera high enough to see the entire room, so I improvised. Damn it. I downloaded an app that takes a photo every 60 seconds and set my phone on top of a bookcase. Mm -hmm. It's almost seven feet tall, so it had a good view of my bed and the surrounding room. Then I went to sleep. Just like before, I jolted awake hours later feeling the same unease. I turned on the light and hurried out of bed to get my phone from the bookcase. There were probably 350 photos to scroll through. The vast majority were just me sleeping in an empty room. 
It's sort of dark, but you can see me sleeping. I'd left a couple of nightlights on just in case anything showed up, but for the first hundred or so photos, it's just me in an empty room. Then suddenly, he was there. No. Standing on the chair at the foot of the bed, staring at me. And you guys, I swear to God, check this photo. Like, it it's like a three and a half or four foot tall person wearing little boy clothes. You can barely see a face on it. It's like a mannequin if somebody hit one side of its head with a brick. And we know for sure that these are not doctored. We know it. No. There's no way of knowing for sure. In fact, there are a lot of people who are very over it and think it's fake. Mm. But either way, I am enjoying it. I mean, yeah. And the photos are still fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, So it begins moving. In the next photo, from a minute later, he's staring straight up at the ceiling. Then he appears to collapse onto the chair... The next dozen photos are all the same. He's completely lifeless. At first, I thought he was dead, which obviously doesn't make any sense. I looked over at the chair, half expecting him to still be there, but it was empty. But then in the next photo, he's gone. The room is totally empty again. He's gone in the next several photos, too. I figured maybe that was it, but I kept swiping. About 15 photos later, he's back, standing next to the bed. No. It was just like the last time I saw him. That's when my heart started to race. I didn't want to look at the rest of the photos, but I knew I had to. Had to. I swiped to the next photo, and my heart sank to my stomach. No. He's on the bed, inches from me, staring down at me, sleeping. The next one was worse. In the next photo, he's staring right at the camera. <gasps> After that, there's seemingly nothing. He disappears again, and the rest of the scroll is just me alone in my room again. That is, until the last photo. And guys, I want you to picture... A close-up of Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. His pale, blotchy scalp with stringy, long, thin, oily individual hairs hanging down. That's what's in front of the camera. Straight, right in front of it, with Adam's room visible around it. Like it's looking right up against that No. He says, I'm at a loss for words. That malformed ear. And indeed, it is a little malformed ear. That stringy hair. Yeah. So then, Adam goes home to Montana for the holidays. January 2nd, looks outside, sees little footprints in the snow outside the house he's staying at. Could be a deer, could be a ghost. Nobody knows. But then he gets back to New York. He says, last night I dreamed that David was hovering in the corner by the ceiling, far off the ground. He was mouthing something, but I couldn't hear any words. Then he was hovering above my bed, staring down at me, his mouth moving faster than it (gasps) should be. I couldn't move. I could only look up at him. Suddenly, he plummeted downward, and I felt this huge pressure crash into my chest. I woke up gasping. The wind completely knocked out of me. I sat up and looked around frantically, heaving for air, but there was nothing. So he's been using the same photo timer. Yeah. Wakes up, scrolls through it. Lo and behold, the blurry figure of a small boy, completely horizontal like a board in the air, is visible in just one photo. Oh, my God. So, and then... This brings us up to speed to now, where recently Adam posted a new uh, video of his cat growling at the door, looking upset. Uh, You know, two weeks later, he posted a a video of the cat meowing at the door. Um, And then I witnessed this firsthand. Did you just hear that? Oh, my God. Blue just meowed at the door. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Um, So I saw this firsthand. His Instagram has Mm -hmm. been glitching. 
And people have noticed, and that's why I saw it, because I was like, I bet he's just using some effect in his photos, but that's not what's happening. It's like, okay, so, you know, on Instagram, you can do a story. Yeah. So, everybody I follow, their story works. You click on it, and it shows a video. Mm-hmm. Like, when he, I forget what day this was. This was, like, maybe a week ago. When he, um, it would show that he had posted a story, even though he says he didn't. And when you would open it up, it would just show, like, a pure white screen and the app would crash. But only with his account and, like, it didn't do it to anyone else and it did it over and over again and I would open it up and it would keep saying he had a story but it would do the same thing. I feel like that's too much of, like, a a long con, like... Right. It's, it's too... Like you can't much trouble. make an app crash like that. Or even like if you could, why even, like... That's so fucked up because mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing where you wouldn't know. Yeah. Someone would have to be like, hey, this is happening yeah. every time. You'd be like, I'm not posting anything. Yeah. It's so <sighs> So that's where we're at right oh, now. Oh, no. Guys, I'm telling you, go look at his Twitter. It's an active haunting. So you can't get better than that. And there are photos. Also, and though, it's I don't like give a shit if horrible. it's fake. It's, it's, if I was ever haunted like that. Hell no. No. Mm-mm. I will break my leg to no, get to sleep in the fuck hospital. That. I also like I don't I don't think this is a ghost. I don't know, dude. I mean it hasn't done it just is is like being really creepy. Sage didn't work though. Yeah. <sighs> That's it. Salt worked. <laughs> Salt kinda worked. Yeah, you only tried it one night, it seems like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared for that. I'm scared for him. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. I would have moved so quick. Yeah. Can ghosts, like, enter your dreams, I wonder? I think that he thinks that they're dreams, but they're really sleep sleep paralysis, paralysis and it's happening. Okay. God, that's even worse. (laughs) That's so fucked up. That's so scary. The head on attached to that spine, that I bloody know. spine is like, the, it's the worst Just thing I ever smiling. thought of in my life. Being like, it feels, it feels good. It feels great. Oh, horrible. I hate it. God, that's the worst. Well, Adam, we wish you well. And Adam, best of. We, uh, the offer still stands. If you even need somebody to talk to, I mean. Yeah. We're not gonna, <sighs> we obviously aren't gonna capitalize on this at all. There's, no. We don't make money we're at all from any of this, so. Not one red cent. You can just uh, come hang out with us. But, like, I will say, once again, it can it can be fake all day. I oh, don't yeah. care. It doesn't it's matter. It's incredibly told. If it is, yeah. Wonderfully you're, woven You're tail. spinning a yarn. I oh, mean, it's great. It's wonderful. Love Well that. done. Well done. Yeah, thank you <sighs> so much, I'm Adam, glad I, and like, thank you, Robin. I'm glad I got that out because I, I think about it honestly all the time. And guys, mm-hmm. after you look at these photos, you'll never think about anything else. Yeah, they I haven't seen. You. I've I've only seen through like a couple of the cat ones, but I haven't seen Ooh, any of the recent. You gotta ones. look at them. I'm scared. I'm of gonna them. send you them tonight, and you're not gonna sleep. No, a I'm not way. checking my phone. I'm not doing it. I'll show you them right now. No, I don't want to hear. No, I don't want it. I just simply don't want it. It looks like one of those old Navy, like, child mannequins, but, like, if you, like, ripped half the stuffing out of its head, it's so scary. Oh, my God, I hate that. Oh, like the cloth ones? Kind of, but only because it has, like, a weird Slender Man non-face. Oh, worse. Yeah, it's really Also, that movie doesn't look that good. No, I'd rather watch the Slender Man documentary again. I know, me too. Um, do you have a ghoul for me? I actually have a couple ghosts. 
I do. A treasure trove? I I have a treasure trove. I picked a location to do. And I picked Prague. (gasps) Praha? Praha. Oh, my God. You've been there, right? I have, yes. Oh, my God. How is it? I love it. It looks beautiful. It's amazing because it was, well... Very sadly, it was, like, many places in World War II completely destroyed Hmm. in a lot of sections, but, like, destroyed in a a weird way where stuff, some stuff survived, but then next to it you'll have, like, a cubism building. And then next to that you'll have... Different eras? Yeah. All kind of... In the same area. So even in Old Town, you'll have that. Mm. But there's so many different cool architectural styles. There's, of course, like, um, when I was there, yeah, I went to, like, the Kafka house. Oh, yeah. And everybody was, like, obsessed with the John Lennon wall. And I went, but I was just like, meh, you're a domestic abuser. (laughs) And a hypocrite. Real jerk. So, but God dang it, if I don't like your songs. Some of them. Yeah. Not even, yeah, whatever. Anyway, everyone went to that, and then there's that giant bridge with, like, just so many musicians and cool statues, and the astronomical, astrological, astronomical, I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. clock, which is gorgeous, Mm -hmm. and has a really cool 3D mapping, like, video online. Oh my god, what? Yeah, like a laser 3D mapping show. Amazing. It's really good. Um, Also, when I was there, it was Easter time, or, like, the week before Easter, and in the square, they had, which I love, on every tree, gigantic pastel eggs hanging. Oh, I love Humongous, that. Humongous. Like, half the size of you. That's such, like, a jovial move. Like, yes. And, like, a, mm-hmm, and like a sausages cart and, like, a, Ugh, a crouch, yes. a sauerkraut cart Ugh, and an accordion band. Crowd. It was... It sounds like a paradise. I loved it. And it was a place I knew the least about when I visited but anyway, I didn't know any of this shit, and had I, it would have been an even better trip. Prague is riddled with ghosts. They are everywhere. And this is just a short list, and it's like oh my God. seven pages long. I'm so long. excited. Um, now we so, have to go, just so you know. Yeah, I would, I mean, like, I would kill to go back to Prague. But um, also a fun thing is that everything looks like it's like a million dollars, but it's not. How? Like the check everything? coin is like no, it's like five dollars is like oh. sixteen hundred eight thousand and twenty one cents. Like that is fun. It is. You gotta fun. love inflation. It's fun. Um, okay, so this is just like a tour to Prague. We're just doing Prague ghosts. I can't wait. I'm gonna start out with my favorite one. Okay. The name of this ghost is the begging skeleton. <laughs> you. I'm not making up these names. Let me point out that Stephanie is wearing a skeleton in space themed shirt right now. It's my favorite shirt. It's just a skeleton. It's a skeleton. It's a squelette wearing an astronaut outfit walking in space. Yep. Mm -hmm. There he is. I love it. Shout out to whoever designed this. (sighs) Thank you for your squelette. Yes. Thank you for your squelette. (laughs) The begging skeleton. Beware of the tall begging skeleton. Oh this is all from www.progstay.com slash lifestyle slash category slash 176 Prague legends, myths, and ghosts slash 177 haunted Prague and Czech legends. That's Visit a it. long list. Mm-hmm. One of Prague's tallest and friendliest ghosts. <laughs> you gotta love just so, both. There's so many friendly ones. Just so happens to be a staggeringly tall skeleton. 
He haunts the area surrounding the Carolinum after dusk. No, Carol Carolinum after dusk. It's just one word looks like, but it's two. He is not dangerous and is not interested in sober people. That's the best kind of ghost. Mm -hmm. Only those who are intoxicated, those of which he will beg money from. So you need to be drunk to see this ghost. I'm in. The sad story goes something like this. In the olden days, the Carolinum, I don't know, was used as a medical faculty or facility, I think is supposed to be the word, where a very tall, very elegant young man named Vincent or Vincenzo worked. One old, wonderful addition to this collection... Wait, what? I think this may have been translation. One old anatomy professor was enthralled with a young man's body and told him that he would make a wonderful addition to the collection of skeletons. The young man, who was poor, suggested that the professor purchase his skeleton, and the doctor agreed wholeheartedly and paid him a pretty penny, unfortunately. The young man used his gold to gamble and drink and ended up in a bar fight with other drunk fellows who killed him. Nowadays, a skeleton, the squelette, walks the streets in the environs of the Carolinum, begging for money from drunken people so he can purchase his freedom from the professor. Oh, that's devastating. Imagine though being like, I'm so, and then just a tall ass squelette. fan skeleton. Yeah, and it's like, please, can I have like... A million pennies in your life. If a gentle friend skeleton asks me for money, I'll be like, here's He can have everything. Take it. Yeah, the begging skeleton. Really good one. Come with me. Mm hmm. So, the next one The Mad Barber. (laughs) So good names. If you just so happen to be walking down Karlova Street in the dark hours of night, be sure to watch out for the Mad Barber. Snip, snip. A mild-mannered ghost. (laughs) Mild-mannered. Polite snip, polite Mm -hmm. snip. Seeking his freedom from his ghastly servitude to a creepy eternity of wandering the streets of Prague's old town. poor sad ghost. I know. The mad barber lived during the reign of Rudolf II and was by profession a successful barber Hmm. and lived in a sort of middle-class affluence. His profession, however, didn't provide enough cold, hard cash to keep him happy, so the mad barber tried his luck elsewhere with the help of Magical alchemy. Oh, wow. I know. What a it's, leap to I make. know, right? He practiced old rituals in his home and magically started the, to produce gold. Word. Cool. Amazing. Which his wife and three daughters complained about, warning him it could okay. come to no good. Come Whatever, on. Guys. God, I'm doing like this for you. Wet blankets. In the end, greed and want destroyed the man. He spent Whatever. all of the family's money and was left with nothing. He was forced to sell his house. All three of his daughters became prostitutes. Like, that's by choice awful. Or... I guess they had to. Sex workers and his wife, bless her soul, jumped from high fortification <laughs> oh wall, ending her poor sad life. The barber went mad without Seems any dramatic. money. Yeah. To buy even a slice of thick Czech bread <laughs> and started to wildly slash passers by with his razor. Through the I guess bread? He just, no, nothing to do with bread. Okay. He just wanted bread. In the end, he provoked a group of soldiers who beat him to death. God, that's such a popular way to die in Prague. <laughs> you gotta just get somebody yeah. to kill you with a punch. The bad barber is not an evil ghost by any means. He only wishes for his freedom, just like the squelette. So sad. I wonder if they know each other. Yeah, well, you can free him. In order to free the mad barber, a brave living male soul, so, sorry, uh. must agree to let his horrid image of a transparent man with mad eyes oh. and shaking limbs 
shave him. Ooh. That's fucking dope, though. I mean, someone should do it. Are you brave enough, fellow, to allow the mad allow barber the to barber shave you? to shave you off squarely. Yeah. The city of Prague would surely thank you. The mad barber can be seen on Karlova Street around midnight. <laughs> it tells you at the end like where you can you find can him. You can find him at the corner of Karlova. Yeah. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm just going to breeze through them. I love this them. This one is called The Obese Merchant. Oh my god, I have to go to Prague. Yeah, Are it's you kidding it's me? our it's our place. If you so happen to be in lesser town and spot a very large round man, do not fret, for it is only Prague's friendly obese merchant fret ghost. Anyway. <laughs> it is only <laughs> Prague's friendly obese merchant ghost. In life, the merchant was an extremely gluttonous man. Get it? Who ate until his heart's content, even when his fellow countrymen were starving around him during difficult times. Ooh. His appearance in life was very unattractive, as he had the largest belly ever seen in the land of Bohemia. Wow. However, the obese merchant did not care. He loved only food. Not gold, nor priceless treasures. I'm Only with you, food. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> One evening, he rolled into his favorite pub, the Valdstedtsjikre pub. I Good. Try everyone. Good. Next to the current day Senate building in Malastrana. Wonderful. Grunting and huffing and puffing, hungry for Come loads on, of food. Guy. In one setting, the obese merchant ate two roskies and one large turkey with numerous dumplings, and washed all down with 20 pints of wine. His stomach rumbled and grumbled, and the fat man was finally satisfied until his next meal. It was at this point that a starving beggar limped into the pub and begged and pleaded for the piece of the fat man's remaining bread. Probably was the mad barber. He loves bread. The obese merchant laughed and scolded the beggar and refused to share his bread with him. It was at this moment in time that the beggar hated the fat man and wished and prayed for the obese jerk to explode in the pub. Whoa. And that is exactly what happened (gasps) to the fat man. Death by explosion. Shut up. For not sharing a piece of bread. Oh my god. The obese merchant. I mean, if you put three animals, a bunch of fermented stuff... And like, what else You're did you eat? You're just waiting to explode. Dumplings, so you got yeast. You got that wine. Three meats mm-hmm. and a bunch of wine. Like, you're gonna God, explode. Man. There's not room. Yeah. Death by explosion for not sharing a piece of bread. The oh, obese merchant God. now haunts the area of Lesser Town, feeling sorry for himself and his trapped, overweight soul. Oh my God! Oh! Never has anything been so relatable. <laughs> really, I felt that. <laughs> oh God, that really hurt me. Only if a friendly homeless person would feel sorry for him too, then the obese merchant Wait, could be free. Why freed. does he have to be homeless? I think because the beggar was. Oh, okay. So okay. if someone that he in Even life like fucked mm-hmm. over is like, I forgive you. Okay. The homeless person must shed a tear for the fat man. Oh. And offer him a piece of bread, which is insult to injury. Come on. You can find the obese merchant around Vladstechka. <laughs> We're going Hospoda. on a find the ghost tour yeah. of Downtown we Prague. got to. All right, here we go. We're doing it. We're doing Let's it. Do it. We're doing it. I got Take like me a couple more. The city. Carborek the water sprite. <laughs> Carborek the water sprite is a friendly ghost, part of local folklore. These He's, guys all sound so nice. So good. Described as affectionate, peace-loving, and kind-hearted, he lives in the Kirch. 
Tovka Stream, hmm. which is the English language translates to the Devil Stream, <gasps> no. and can be found occasionally coming up from the shallow stream and begging, pa- lots of begging, passerby to bring him a mug of beer from the local pubs. Look, dude, I'm not made of money. I can't get you bread and beer. I know. I got one guy being like, let me face. shave your. Then it's like, give me your money, give me your give beer, me your bread, give me your beer. Forgive me and give me bread. In the olden days, he used to visit the local pubs to drink with the regulars, during which friendly bartenders would bring him a bucket of water to rest his feet in so he would feel at home. Oh. Because he's, he's a, a water spray. Yeah. In modern times, bartenders stopped providing him with a bucket of water, Hateful. which he considered very rude, and I agree. Yeah. He started to hate everything new and wished to stay under the water surrounded by I antiques. Oh, my dream. God, that sounds wonderful. I know. So he decided to stay in his river stream with his belongings, rumored to be complete with a painting of the emperor. Fancy. Mm. Is and there a Mrs. Water Spray? I know. <laughs> And every once in a while, he'll surface if he's thirsty for beer. That's my life. I mean, yeah. Those who aid him in quenching his thirst will be rewarded with a pike or an eel. (laughs) Yep. Occasionally haunts when he is thirsty, it says. You can find him at the Devil Stream. Check. (laughs) Yeah, going. We're going there. All right, up next, the fiery turkey. (laughs) Yep. This one's really rare. So get ready. If you happen to find yourself on romantic Campa Island, in the middle of a magical night in whimsical Prague, close to a watermill, you may end up spotting the fiery turkey. The fiery turkey is an interesting ghost at that. Yep, do it again. There it is. And is only available for ghost sightings and photo ops. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) On Good Friday of each year. That's coming up, so right? So let's 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 go over it. Middle of a magical night, whimsical Prague, That's close a to a watermills on Good Friday. Okay. Beware, the fire turkey is indeed on fire and hot to touch. <laughs> the story goes a little Good something like this. The watermill owner was a man quite fond of his food, especially of a roasted turkey. Turkey was his favorite meat, and he happily feasted on a massive bird every holiday. <laughs> On one such occasion, he decided to fatten up three turkeys in order for him to truly enjoy Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Should invite that Batman over. In order for me to truly enjoy Easter. You know what? This is going to be a special Easter. Yeah. I'm just going to fatten up a bunch of them. As he was a religious fellow, the mill owner intended to fast on Good Friday so he could really enjoy his Easter turkey meal. Um, I don't know if Catholicism is a thing in Prague. I, maybe I don't know. I don't know. But um, Good Friday, you can't eat meat, or any any Fridays in Lent. You can or can't. Cannot. Okay. That was actually a, something that the Pope did. That has nothing to do with religion because the fish sellers, like the fish market, was oh, not doing well. Okay. Yeah. Get into that another day. Mm-hmm. In midst of his holy fast, he was overcome with a hunger so great that he gobbled down a whole roast bird in the same moment of time when Jesus was placed in his tomb. The very whoa, same whoa, moment. Whoa, whoa. Just a kawinky <laughs> day? I guess. After devouring the bird, he fell ill, had a gallbladder attack, and died. I mean, yeah, your gallbladder is really like, mm-hmm. you know, back then it was probably a real loose I, I do really like to think about you getting Other cursed. people's days during yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Entombment. Or being like, oh, man, being if you like, just waited like five minutes, but it was right at the very moment. Here's a question. <laughs> okay, wait. He knew it was going to be Easter, but it was the first Easter? I'm confused. Good Friday is the Friday before Easter Sunday. No, but 
Okay, so yeah. wait. Okay, it wasn't the moment. This didn't happen no. in the year. No, not in the Jesus. year of our Lord. Okay, I that's what I was thinking. This I was is like, um, oh wow, a day in the life of someone else from Jesus's time. No, no, it was like what would have been the same moment. Okay, whatever. Every moment of every day could have been something Jesus was fucking doing. Who but cares? it wasn't, and we know it for certain because this man died. Because it's gallbladder. <laughs> we know about Straight it. Straight up rapture. Yes, this is scientific evidence. <laughs> so, ever since the death of the gluttonous mill owner, the fiery turkey has appeared every year on Good Friday, <laughs> perched atop the mill owner, gobbling the mill owner, or the mill, gobbling loudly, challenging anyone to approach. Be aware that the fiery turkey cannot be killed or banished from Camp Island. And make sure to wear flame-proof clothing in case you meet this evil bird. Done. We're going. The fiery turkey only haunts on Good Friday, it says, just in case you want to, you know. We're going. Check it out. It's coming up, right? Yep. Yeah, Good Friday is, uh, I think it's March 30th. Done. We're there. I know it's March 30th. Next. <laughs> Please. The fish eater of Stromovka Park. <laughs> really rolls off the tongue. Stromovka Park. Fish eater. If you happen to be wandering about the tree-filled Stromovka Park on moonlit nights, you must beware of the fish eater of Stromovka Park. Okay. An extremely dangerous ghost. This fish eater used to be, in his living days, the aide of General... Here we go. Windschgratz. That was good. Thank you. Who bombarded the city of Prague in 1848. The fish eater in life was a mysterious man. Can't wait to find out why he's called the fish eater. (laughs) From an aristocratic Carpathian family and was also said to be related distantly to the one and only Count Dracula. (gasps) Shout out. That's Vlad the Impaler. Vlad Dracula. Count Dracula wasn't a real person. This mysterious man used to bathe in the moonlight nights in the ponds of Stromovka Park and often stated that he was captain of the pond? <laughs> fish as he was. There. Pond, wait, captain of the pond. Pond fish? Oh, cap- yes, captain of the pond fish. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm captain of these pond fishes. Yeah, I'm their leader. Okay, as okay. he was a tad bit crazy. Or he imagined the fish to be the lower-ranking soldiers from the war. Yeah, these are crazy. Okay, yeah. The captain lost his life in Prague after a miller named... Vondra took his life by beating him to beating him oh, to death with a stick. On. Of course, Vondra threw the mutilated body of the fish eater in, in, in a pond, and there he stayed rotting in the mud. Oh, that poor guy! Until long after the Austrian troops left the city. Now, with his family background, he very well could have been a fantastic vampire. That's what this says. Okay, that's what this says. He had the potential to be an incredible, <laughs> yeah, terrific with that vampire. Bloodline. Oh my god! With his fish ideas. Honestly, with so many fish under <laughs> his, his thrall. However, the water and mud weakened him, even in his afterlife state. Aww, he is now destined to feast on the blood of rotting fish and the murky shallows of the pond of Stromovka. Really disgusting. Do not underestimate him, for he wishes for human blood the most. Ooh. Take our advice and weak. stay away from the ponds at night. The fish eater appears on moonlight nights close to the ponds of Stromovka. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the scary, like, the most dangerous sounding one so far. For sure. I think you're going to like this one the most. Okay. Well, maybe not the most, but you'll like it. Okay. The Petrin Fire. Okay. Ask anyone where the loveliest place in Prague is, and they will more than likely answer Petrin Hill. This lush garden and public park is a place to stroll with your loved ones on sunny days or moonlit romantic evenings. But a warning should be extended to you if you so wish to wander about the hill at night. 
There once was a pagan grove on Petron Hill, <gasps> surrounded by tall lime trees. And in the center of said grove was a sacrificial altar. Oh my god, this sounds incredible. I know, where pagan priests would burn young, beautiful virgins to great delight of their gods. Not so ever, not as not good, ever. not as good. During the reign of Prince Boleslav, local pagans were radically dealt with, killed, mm-hmm. and their sacrificial grove was destroyed. Afterwards, a church consecrated to St. Lawrence was built nearby, blah, blah. The pagan faith, however, had no intention of disappearing, and quite often the magical gods made their presence known on Petron Hill nice. by starting mysterious and random yet self-contained fires. What? Like in ball which, lightning. Yes. In which witnesses would see the scary grimacing faces of the pagans that the prince dealt with. What? These fires continue to this day, happening in the evening hours of irregular intervals and last for about 20 minutes. <gasps> it is said that for a brief moment, relaxing by a fire can cure rheumatism. Oh my god, let's go. The fire ghost is not dangerous as long as you keep away. Oh, excuse me, there's not a downside. There's, there's not a downside not at all. A downside. Not, a, not even close. Wow. Do you want a couple more? Sure. Okay, just a few more. The Golem of Prague. Oh, Yes. One of the city's most popular legends mm-hmm. is the story of the Golem of Prague. During the reign of... Blue is really crying out there. During the reign of Rudolph II, Rabbi Judah Lowe created the Golem to protect the Jewish quarter of the city and its citizens. At this time, the majority of Prague Jewish peoples were being attacked, mm-hmm. and they went about their days in fear under the go- under until the Golem came, mm-hmm. that is. Rabbi... Judah Lowe created the golem according to the Kabbalah. Kabbalah. I know it's pronounced <laughs> Kabbalah, but I recently heard somebody say Kabbalah, no. and I don't think that that's right. No. According to the Kabbalah, which specified that he be made of clay from the banks of the Vltava? Vltava? I don't know, dude. Vltava. Okay. River. Someone correct me. Following a religious ritual, the giant golem, or golem, was created, only to be awakened by special incantations in Hebrew, Hebrew spoken by his maker. After an incantation, the golem, I think is how it's really pronounced, would awake, and he would do the biddings only of his maker, nice. which is, yeah, a typical golem behavior. Yeah. Which included protecting the Jewish people in the Woo. Prague ghetto. Rabbi Lowe replaced the Hebrew word emet, truth, on the golem's forehead. As the golem grew stronger with each incantation, he also grew increasingly violent and started killing people. (gasps) Get it, golem? Imagine just being like, I got killed by truth. Some say this was due to a broken heart, but one will never know. Rabbi Lowe then was, uh, was then promised that violence against the Jewish population would come to an end if the rabbi would destroy the massive scary golem. Rabbi Lowe ended the golem's life by removing the letter E from Emmet, changing the word truth to death, thus ending the giant's life. It is said, however, that Rabbi Lowe's son brought the golem back to life. Fact or fiction, up to you. Have a light night wandering through the Jewish quarter and see the famous golem. Enjoy the ghetto. Yeah, enjoy the, yeah. Have a good night. Hope truth didn't catch up. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a fun one. Do you have one more short one? I think I do. Would you rather hear the Iron Man? Okay. Oh wait, I think we have to do this one. Okay. He's special, and, and and you'll you'll find out why. The Iron Man, in the old town district of Prague, you'll find a monument to the Iron Man. The Iron Man is a true ghost of Prague, 
and one of the only ghosts in the world to have a monument built for him. Oh, yep. that is exciting. The name of uh, the name of the Iron Man in question is Hakim Burka. I don't know. A man in ghost form that has been waiting for his freedom from this ghostly servitude for 400 years. Aww. The story goes with something like that. What? Hakim Burka was engaged to be married to his sweetheart when he left to defend his country. Upon his return, he heard evil rumors regarding his betrothed's fidelity. And without an explanation, he married a different girl from his neighborhood. Oh, come on. I don't know. His former fiance was so heartbroken, rejected, and unwanted that she drowned herself oh, in girl. the Vltava River, no. from whence the from which the I don't know the golem is from. Her father was so ashamed that he flung himself from a high tower. Oh, drama! After hearing this horrible news, the dude realized that he what he had done and promptly strangled his drunk wife. Jesus! And hung himself in his cellar on Good Friday. So many bad Easter girls. Yeah, I was there right for Easter too. They were. I could have seen the fiery turkey. Seen the firebird. Damn it! His death was not a peaceful one, and he was continuously wandering Platranska Street, simply waiting for his freedom. Freedom, however, does not come at an easy cost, and he only gets one chance every one hundred years. In order to be freed, he must find a pure virgin girl and have a friendly chat with her for one hour. A task that seems very simple. <laughs> and not many good girls wish to chat with a ghostly murderer. I just Sadly talk enough, to anyone for an hour. The Iron Man lost a chance once again in 2009. Now he must wait another hundred <laughs> years. Bitch, hilarious. <laughs> Honestly, how dare you? Yeah. So there's on there's there's a lot more. There's a there's a lot. You should hold more. on to that so we can like pepper them into different shows. I should, where we're, like, I should, a I should. Fun ghosty. Yeah, I'll, wow. I'll I'll share the rest. But I'd love to go do a ghost tour. Abroad. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go for sure. Yeah. Um. Wow. I love Prague. I love it. Yeah. Um, and it's so beautiful and wonderful. Do you have a tip? I guess my tip would be like get if a ghost appears in a rocking chair. Mm-hmm. Throw the fucking rocking chair away. Yep. Also, don't have a rocking chair. No, never. There's not a reason. And if if you continue to get haunted by the same ghost months on end, you need somebody to Call move in with you. Guns. Like you, you need someone to come stay with you. Or you need to fucking move. Yeah. Get out of that apartment. Even yeah. if it follows you, that's when you're like, okay, now I call a priest. Yeah, exactly. Like. Mm-hmm. But step one, move, dude. Move. And also, like I said, if this is real, then I'm really not sure it's a ghost. Because if it's following him, ghosts He's not don't... sure if it followed him. Okay. Ghosts don't... I mean, we haven't really run into a ghost that does that. Yeah, that's true. A ghost can attach to an object mm-hmm. sometimes. Or, um... Kind of like it, you know, objects are endowed with some kind of spiritual energy occasionally, mm-hmm. but they don't tend to follow people yeah, unless they're I don't, good. I don't know if it actually did follow him or not, but I think that like he shouldn't take the chance and just do whatever he can. Yeah, he's not a powerless person, exactly. My other tip is to just go to find the fiery turkey on oh good my Friday. god please but don't get too close don't and get too close fireproof close it will burn you mm-hmm. my tip would be you know portion control is not something i'm great at yeah but i would say don't do three birds and dumplings and wine 20 liters of wine so much wine 
Um, I'm not surprised he exploded. And if you are going to do it, give your give your sis some bread, you know? I know. Give somebody some bread. Yeah, don't be that you don't need much. need it. It's one thing to be a glutton. It's another thing to be, like, a jerk. Selfish. Just a jerk. Anyway, that's... Yeah. That's my tip. Um, I feel like I'm not going to sleep tonight because I'm going to be thinking about Dear David. Me too. Um, Especially since I have this, like, haunted bed. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear this. That's a haunted-ass bed, y'all. It's a Cause Stephanie likes wrought iron bed that I bought from a Polish woman. I, it's hand-wrought. So psychotic. So dumb. Um, email us. That's a spirit podcast at gmail.com. Sure do. You can also follow us on Spirit Pod. At SpiritPod on Twitter. I don't know how to do Twitter. <laughs> and that's Spirit Podcast on Instagram. Yes. And rate us. Talk rate to us. us. You know what? I'm going to You guys, give us five stars. Please. Please. We love you. Just do it. Just okay. Do it. We love you so much. Love you. Love you so much. And we'll see you in hell. We'll see you in hell, guys. Goodbye.